Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Yeah, yeah. And the kid reaches out for like some sex lollipop, and I'm like, ah! like, <laughs> a sex lollipop. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by Cinema Sins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, where Danae and Jonathan have pushed Aaron out of the studio forever. It's just us today. Well, actually, Barrett's here, too. Say hi, Barrett. <laughs> Hello. I am um, supposed to probably be doing the introduction to this podcast, and I'm probably supposed to do it some some way like Aaron does it, but I'm not because I don't have his script. So uh, this is a podcast from the uh, quote-unquote B-team of the CinemaSins universe. Uh, in this show, we go over all of the videos that were released in the Sinsverse this week, or actually, I guess, last week talk about them. We also uh, have several segments that you may enjoy or you may not enjoy. You can <laughs> you can tell us think, all about think it. We, on, did, on a we have a, did we have a survey about that? Don't we have percentages? <laughs> we actually do. Maybe and you like most, it, maybe you don't, all right? Maybe fuck off, all right? Maybe just leave us alone. I don't know. I don't, I, I, I don't do an Italian Bar- Barrett's got well. Barrett's got the Irishman stuck in his head still. <laughs> <laughs> maybe go fuck yourself. He's going to be talking like Pesci the whole episode. Oh my God, that would be great. Uh, we start off with the Sinside Scoop. We're going to be looking at um, all of the videos released this week. We also go over fun stories of things that we looked up while we were sending them. We get to your comments and feedback and questions and then talk a little bit more about other things going on in our lives that we interact with that you might be uh, able to enjoy. And that's what we're going to do today. And we're going to do it so fast. Guys, today is going to be the shortest podcast ever. Are you excited Mm -hmm. about that? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, we're just going to skip over everything and talk about Endgame. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, we're going to talk about uh, Rick and Morty and all that good stuff. But first, hello. How are you guys doing? How is your life? We have Barrett. And Barrett, what a good week for you to be on the show. because He wrote everything, I think, except for like maybe one script. Yeah, I I think Rick and Morty is the only thing you're not on. (sighs) Yeah, Rick and Morty is such a weird thing because I'm watching the videos that we do. And they're written mostly, I think, by Chris and and Aaron with Danae in there sometimes too. Um, I've I've only rarely seen the show. I enjoy the show. Uh, I enjoy the videos, but for whatever reason, I've just never really gotten into that cult of Rick and Morty. But uh, otherwise, yeah, we had a very eclectic mix 
last week. Yeah, you you didn't write on Tomb. You wrote on, we're going to talk about Justin Timberlake, Christmas Carol, and Avengers Endgame. And you wrote on all of those. Mm-hmm. So it's just a perfect uh, time for Aaron to be yeah. um, unavailable. Yeah. And he oversaw OJ and wrote quite a bit yeah. of that one. So That's true. You saved the day on OJ, but we'll get to that story, <laughs> I guess. Um, and uh, just in a little <laughs> in a little bit. Um, hey, oh, oh, I did before we before we actually start talking about the minutia and the details, unless you guys have stories to share or whatever. I also wanted to mention that, first of all, our survey did wrap up. We had 241 people respond. Woo. Woo. Isn't that exciting? That's, that's a lot of people. <laughs> I sent out our very first newsletter. So if you signed up for the newsletter, check your spam folder. If you didn't see it already, there's some information in there about some upcoming things you're going to want to know about. Um, and also, we uh, have our official behind the scenes Twitter feed now. Or it's not really feed, I guess. We have a Twitter handle is probably there. And for some reason, I'm put in charge of it. So for those of you who went and were like, "Who's in charge of this?" It's me. <laughs> um, Breaking into the, that new application, Twitter.com. Twitter dot no, it's www.http. <laughs> yeah. It was flag. it was really funny too, you having conversations with yourself because that's when <laughs> cinema sends and music video sends used to get accused of that all the time, that it was just Jeremy really? talking to Jeremy. Right? Isn't that right? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. We still get that. Oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my god, that's hilarious. I accidentaled myself into just <laughs> perpetuating more uh just BS, I guess. Uh, oopsie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you can follow us now. We have our very own Twitter handle. I'm going to tell you what it is. Uh, it's CinemaSins BTS because apparently BTS is a really popular pop band. What? And there's uh, also lots of podcasts out there. So all of the little Twitter handles we tried to find, not available. So we went with CinemaSins BTS if you're on Twitter. What were the give, other? Uh, I guess there was follow. probably a behind the scenes podcast or something like that. Yeah, there was Behind the Sins gone, Behind the Sins or uh, BTS Pod gone. Um, just any any kind of iteration that we could think of was yeah. Because there actually is. There's a um, I don't even know if it's. I remember when I was looking up Behind the Sins at one point when I was trying to search for us. There's like a religious podcast that has a similar oh, no. <laughs> title. I'm not kidding. I don't know if it was still actually active, but it was on iTunes or whatever that's called now. It's the worst when you have an active, uh, like for us, we have an active show, and one of the Twitter handles is behind the sins and that person hasn't used it since like 2011 and and you're like ah and they don't have a dm so i can't message him and say hey could you please let us have it yeah um so but it's fine it's fine barrett calm me down i was it's fine it's It's fine fine. everything is fine (laughs) oh my god jonathan you're gonna love this i swear to god we're gonna start the show and again it's gonna be the shortest one ever i promise um We have, uh, Barrett and I meet once a week Mm -hmm. to talk about all of the uh, CinemaSins minutia. Talk crap about us behind our backs. I gotcha. Mm -hmm, That's what we do. Yep. And and this last last week, I introduced a new uh, part of our admin meeting called Calm Danae Down Time, (laughs) where I got to just sort of panic about stuff. And then his whole, his whole responsibility was to just calm me down. It was fantastic. Yeah, nice. And you are nice and calm. I just sing. Yeah. I just sing the uh, the Taylor Swift song to her. That's you right. Know, you need you to calm really down. <laughs> it was wonderful. 
It made me feel so much better. Well, we had that. We had me and you, and I guess Aaron got involved in that whole email about um, uh, the an upcoming TV send script where there was a couple of episodes, and we were all a little confused about what we were supposed to be doing. Oh my gosh, I get so wound up. I really do. <laughs> it was I all need, good. I need it was all good. Danae, calm down like, time. You need to just I'm, stop. Stop. <laughs> Can you just down. not? <laughs> oh my God, you're going to get this copyrighted. Barrett, stop it. Uh, We're not going to be able to release oh this God. episode. I cannot wait for us to get to a uh, suit and tie. Just just to hear yeah, more oh, of your thoughts on. <laughs> oh, no. Well, let's go get, ahead and get started with a sin side, sin side Scoop officially. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. All right, so we're going to take a look at the videos from this week, the process of sitting them, and how we felt about the show or the movie in general. And first up from TV Sins was Rick and Morty, Me Seek and Destroy. This was an Atkins and Dicer, who are both not here. So, <laughs> Yeah, the one I wrote on we talked about last week, so sorry. That's right, yeah. So, I mean, why even talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> have you, have uh, either one of you seen the – well, you've seen the episode, Danae, but it's been a while, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. This is one I did have some memories of. Um, oh, cool. And yeah, and that that's always nice whenever I'm like, oh, I did watch this. Oh, I do remember this. So have you, you know, seen this one, Barrett? No, I haven't. Uh, I do have a question about the video, but that probably comes later on, right? No, go ahead. Who did the previously on TV sense for this one? I actually had you know? that written down as one of my, what was that one? That was the... Um, Oh, the Christmas vacation. Um, I believe that was Chris because that was from. I... Because you guys have like like listeners and viewers and fans and stuff like that submit their previously on right. Oh, you're talking. But, about are you talking voice. about the person who speaks it? Or the person who speaks it? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, I have oh, no oh, idea. Oh. Uh, Aaron it was... has all those files, so. Okay, it sounds like Chris, but it sounds like Chris doing a voice. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I think that's so, one. I didn't know if that was the case, though, but yeah, I really don't know. Maybe they listen to the I... show and they can tell us. You know what? This is a good. Uh, we need to dig into this because it's kind of why we exist, but. Uh, maybe you guys actually know is are these uh members voices it's um you know what I it's know. been so long since we did this i believe it was patreon members that aaron asked yeah but like all of I mean, us did so them cool. and then um there is some people from made in that have also done them so at this i point, really think it's nice yeah at this point i just i don't even know you don't even know and i recognize <laughs> like i recognize like chris and barrett in Aaron's voices. I don't think Jeremy right. did one, but um, maybe. But. Yeah, recognize his voice. Huh? <laughs> I would definitely I recognize, recognize his Jeremy's voice, but voice. I think that's why he didn't do one. <laughs> um, yeah, he, but, he does um, enough vocal but, work. Yeah, but as far as like the members and the made in, I, I don't know. It, it all. Well, that's a cool idea. Yeah, it was a great idea. Just finding ways to make sure that our um, Patreon members can kind of have their uh, fingerprint on what yeah, we, we do. Yeah, we can find out from Aaron. I don't know. Aaron might even still be taking them. I'm not sure. I. I uh, Aaron, why aren't you here? Because he sends huh? them to Maiden, so um, I just 
I'm technically in the studio, which is technically in his house, and so I just yelled no, I, at the ceiling. I thought it was like funny. Come down. I thought it was funny that we had a Christmas vacation outtake though, for no reason at all. I just thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's really good stuff. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think about the video? I actually, we, we have some notes from Chris on the yes. process of sending them, but if you guys have any other thoughts about before we jump into that. Well, I just think the episode in general, like I started watching the show because we're doing all these videos and I just thought this episode was really good, except for that weird scene with the sexual assault. Yeah. Yeah. There's some parts about this show that get a little, I mean, and I think if we're supposed to be uncomfortable, this is just, it's kind of mm-hmm. like how they, the, the type of humor, there's certain types of humor that are just going to be uncomfortable. And you think like, oh, they're not going to go there. And then they kind of skirt on it or they do. And, you know, it doesn't always feel doesn't always feel great. Mm -hmm. Um, So but I don't know. So Barrett, did you say that you watch Rick and Morty at all or just this just the videos? Watch the videos. And I've seen probably five or six Rick and Morty episodes. And like I said, I've enjoyed all of them. uh, But I've never like gotten gotten into it. You know, it's the same thing with BoJack Horseman, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, which I hear is a spectacular show, and I've seen and I've enjoyed, but I just haven't like committed myself. You watch Big Mouth, yeah. though, right? Do what? You watch Big Mouth, though, right? Because I think you introduced me to that. Oh yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, I mean, if you like Big Mouth, you'd, you'd like Rick and Morty. <laughs> they're they're a hundred percent tied together, hundred <laughs> <laughs> uh, percent. Chris said that there. this was a. Thank you. I try. Uh, He said that it was a really fun episode, but the weirdness of Jerry going back home from the golf course to get golf lessons from the Meeseeks was a convenience to let him know that Beth was mad at him. So like stuff like that kind of stood out to him as he was sending it. Um, And he also made a note like, and also who plays golf in their house. And that reminded me of a, (laughs) of something from a long time ago. I actually knew people that loved to play, but they did like the putt golf in their yeah. house all the time. They, it was a bachelor's. They had no furniture in their living room. It was just like a beanbag in the corner. And then they had golf clubs and they just loved to like putt putt around their living well, room. Well, that was like, yeah. a, that was also like an 80s and maybe even 90s like cliche with like big CEO wigs like in their offices yeah. and movies. They'd always be yes. like, talking on the phone and they'd be hitting a golf ball into um, like a little putting thing that they'd have in the yeah. office. Well, they still sell those weird, uh, to- uh, I don't know, toy stocking stuffer mm-hmm. type things at like Kohl's or whatever that are those golf ball receivers where you kind of try to get them up the ramp and into the hole or whatever mm-hmm. for your office. I've never gotten yeah, that. Yeah, Kohl's is like I- a slightly classier Spencer gifts and toys. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> Spencer's. Oh my God. <laughs> God damn. By the way, Spencer Gifts. I just uh, I went to a, a mall recently and they, they still exist. Mm-hmm. Spencer yeah. Gifts. Yeah, we have one out here. And I but forgot like, how it, fucking pervy that story well, is. Well, I think it's gotten. It took a turn. I think it's gotten pervier because yes, I feel like has. they've added like a sex toy section that wasn't they there have. when we were kids. No. And I went in, I had the same thing happen to me, Barrett. I went into a Spencer's like, oh, Spencer's gifts. And it used to be gag gifts, just goofy stuff Mm -hmm. and silly t-shirts. And all of a sudden I'm looking at like sex toys Mm -hmm. and edible panties. And Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, wait a second. And I had brought a child in with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And the kid reaches out for like some sex (laughs) lollipop. And I'm like, ah, like, (laughs) (laughs) a sex lollipop. (laughs) 
Mm. I mean, you could have called it a penis, but you called it a sex lollipop. Well, that's what I told her it was. <laughs> I didn't say the sex part. I said it was a lollipop and we ran. The flavor of sex and a lollipop. Oh, Mm. No. Oh, you Ah, we talked about sex cleanup last week. Now we're that's right. Now we're talking about salty lollipops. So Rick and Morty. Chris also said that it was a lot of fun to hunt down the sins about Jerry opening and closing the door when he leaves the Meeseeks to go have dinner with Beth, because there was the continuity errors Mm -hmm. and the plot holes that it created, which. We can all relate as writers. It's really fun when a show does something and you just sort of discover this gold mine of sins. <laughs> yeah. When I think so. shows like this that are really concentrating on just being like outlandish with their humor, I, I just I don't think stuff like that is is factoring into you know uh, what they need to you know I don't think they're thinking about things like him going outside as opposed to going upstairs and changing. Um, but then we get to pick on that, so it works out yeah. well for us. We yeah, do. especially with like what he noticed with the shirts yeah. changing and and then the me seeks knowing magically where to go to find him and he kind of references all of that. So um, this was a fun one for him to. I think it's fun for Chris in general uh, to to be on this Rick and Morty series. Since it is, and I'm so really glad. I mean, he stuff. was. I mean, we were all like uh, me, him, and Aaron, all three of us going into TV sins. We were all a little lenient about really trying to do animated stuff, and we did The Simpsons early on. Um, but we just thought the animated shows, since they kind of just poke fun at themselves, uh, it would be a little hard to send them. But then we did that animation month with Archer and Family Guy and, uh, and realized mm-hmm. that not only could we do it, but people really liked them. So I'm, I'm really glad that worked out because I, I, I don't know that we would have tried Rick and Morty if we hadn't done that first. So, um, and, and these are become very popular. So in fact, yeah. mm-hmm. when we released the next one, there was quite a few comments about, wait, where's Rick and Morty? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> whereas, yeah. Whereas when we've done these like Friends and Game of Thrones runs, people are like, okay, are we done yet? Um, <laughs> <laughs> if, we'll just keep pushing until someone says that because, you know, there is an element of our job of trolling you. That's just part of what we like And there to do. will be more Rick and Morty just so people know. So, yeah. Uh, yeah calm, well, at least calm through down. the end of the year, there'll be a few more. So, calm down. Calm down. Well, was we there anything? Calm down. <laughs> Anything specific about uh, this particular video that you wanted to point out or reference before we go on to well, our what about, next I don't think you said anything, have you? I'm not going to say anything at all. Oh, okay. I'm going to get myself in trouble. Well, then I See? definitely want you to say something. So I'm already in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm good. I'm good. I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like I'm a little bit of a broken record sometimes with Rick and Morty, so I think... You know, if you listen to the last couple episodes, you probably have a good idea of what my... Well, I guess last episode... Because the one before that was these chips are good, and there's nothing in there about Rick and Morty. <laughs> well, at all, we, so. but we talked about it the next one though. So yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I like that we had Rick rolling uh, as a sin. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Um, a gymnasium of lies was another little bit that I enjoyed, and um, the the idea that uh, the other thing that Chris brought up, I don't know if it was Chris or Aaron, but um, one of them brought up was why wouldn't Rick use the Meeseeks? On his adventures with Morty. Yeah. Like, if he had access to that, why wouldn't he be using them to help him? There's a couple of things that my brain did uh, this week when I was watching the the videos. Mm -hmm. I I did it with Endgame, which we're going to get to here in a second. But 
on this too, I just sort of shut the part of my brain off that tries to figure anything out on these to enjoy it. Because if you start asking questions, it all just kind of falls apart. <laughs> but that's what we do, Danae. <laughs> oh, right, right. That is what we do. Gotcha. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. Uh, let's go on to American Crime Story People versus O.J. Simpson. This was Hughes Watkins and uh, Cher jumping in. And to Danae's favorite script ever. So why don't you talk um, about that? Oh no! You want me to start? I was hoping Barrett would start. All right, let's let Barrett I, I, start. Let's let's hear from Barrett on what was your experience behind the scenes as uh, you know, we started to send this um this script. Like you know, maybe maybe you got a message from me. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe there was some concerns. Yeah, I mean, okay. So I watched this show in real time. Me too. Um and. I can't really say that I enjoyed it, but there was just it was very watchable. I think I uh, it's 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 a pretty interesting show. I, I think it's, it's well the 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 source material is mm-hmm. obviously very engrossing because this case has been you know front and center in the public consciousness for the last twenty five years or so. Uh, so. You know, obviously the main thing here is that we don't want to send that source material. You want to send this show in particular for being, as it is, very over the top, very just kind of all these imitations and makeup and costumes and shit like that. And it's just it's such a garbled mess that you can't look away from. So that was the the impetus in in picking the show in particular, uh, given the anthology thing. And so uh, when I went to do my thing, which I typically do before I see anything that you guys have done, um, I, I did that, essentially, like send the show for being the show. Um, That's what and I then, tried to do as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we kind of had to like merge those three streams, like the Ghostbusters, and uh, make sure that we were camping on the camp. You know, I think what was hard for me about this, because I didn't watch the show when mm-hmm. it was on um when it was available you know as it was being released and there was a lot of excitement about it i wasn't one of the people that was just jumping in and watching it too and so this was my first experience with it and so i'm going on with like these sin goggles you know ready to jump in and find things and then it was so hard for me and you know this is where i'm really thankful for the the team like i immediately realized i was having not just writer's block and not just um, you know, like I missing something or whatever, or just having a hard time on a script. I was having a really hard time sinning this show because these are real people and this is a really horrible tragedy mm-hmm. and I could not find my groove. And so I reached out to the team um, through our communications, you know, that we do, like e- I sent some emails, I, I went on Slack and was like, guys, I'm struggling. If you have any advice for me, let me know. And immediately Jonathan and Barrett reached out and was like, try to go at it from like this angle. Here's some advice. Um, and you know, good luck. <laughs> oh, it so. happens. It happens all the time. Um, I kind of in my mind just assumed, cause I had just watched, like been watching American horror story and you know, this this is very Ryan Murphy, but it is still, it's probably the best thing he's ever done, <laughs> at least over the last like six or seven years. Mm, so yeah. it, it wasn't quite as it wasn't quite as crazy as like I remembered in my head. At least the pilot wasn't. Um, but yeah, but that was still yeah, I, that was kind of the approach I thought we had to take. 
Yeah. And I think Barrett, uh, you had some kind of similar thoughts too. In fact, you both really kind of helped me out from very similar perspectives. What was some of the, what were some of the thoughts you had whenever I was reaching out to you, Barrett? Oh, it happens all the time. Used to happen quite a bit in music video sins mm-hmm. where uh, Chris and I were uh, writing with each other and some with, with Jonathan too, at least on my part where uh, it's hard because music videos are so condensed and sometimes there's deeper meaning that you don't even get to until later on. You really have to pick an angle. You yeah. can't, you can't just like go straight on. Sometimes you have to be oblique about it and, and, and send something about the video rather than the video itself. And that's the, the similar thing to what we're doing here mm-hmm. yeah. is sending the show for being the show, sending David Schwimmer for being there and right. John Travolta for having that eyebrows. those eyebrows. eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and and like Cuba Gooding Jr.'s accent and shit like that. You know, like that's the that's the stuff that we have to to grab onto. Yeah, but yeah. it does happen all the time. When we did the the script combination, I sent my script to Jonathan, he did the combine and then we sent that on to Barrett and uh Barrett added a a lot of extra uh um sins into the script that really kind of helped, I think, because we didn't have John and Jonathan. And I I love what we did, obviously, but like when Barrett, when you added in your perspective, you specifically went and pointed out the grossness of the situation, and and that was so needed because it was missing from that script. Just us really telling the audience, like we're not poking fun at what happened. We're yeah. we're poking fun at, at, at a show, and we didn't have anything in that script at that point in time, and that really, to me made everything feel better <laughs> because yeah, yeah. You know, the last thing we want to do is come across as you know crass assholes in the wrong way like crass assholes fun is one thing but <laughs> crass you know, holes crass holes yeah it's like craisins well and it was kind of yeah. like when we made those comments you know we wrote that sin for the last american horror story about kathy bates character whose kathy bates character was based on a real person but that show wasn't Right. Um, and so we didn't tackle that part of it. And then we did have people um, make some comments about, you know, well, that was a real person and she really did yeah. do these things. But Right. Yeah. Sometimes and- you have to be explicit about it. Sometimes mm-hmm. you know and you don't want to acknowledge it because, you know, it's part of the fun. Uh, mm-hmm. And then sometimes when it comes to something like this arena, you, you do have to come out and say, Fuck you guys. We're not. We're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not fuck you guys. But like, we're not. We're not going after the actual material. You know. Exactly. And that 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 really helped me a lot. You know, I was able to focus on you know the closet and the baby shower and yeah. milk being left out instead you, of you actually did though. You you wrote some sins around, and we kept a couple of them in where you wrote some sins around like the discovering of the body and stuff like that, which yes. I thought you would avoid. And I was like, I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I did try to go into yeah. that area, and you know, I think it was like you, you know you tackled uh, you tackled a lot about the investigation and like how they were yes. terrible cops, which hopefully in real well they probably were in real life too, but uh, <laughs> they definitely did not present them very well in this show. Right. Um, yeah. The way they and went about r- doing the inve- like parking like parking a mile from the house and not yeah, understanding that, was- that somebody might not be home because there's a car there. I think Barrett, <laughs> you had the walking from a mile away, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, I don't remember who there was a couple of other ones that were specifically. Oh, the one uh, that I really appreciated was when they were talking about um, the prosecuting team was talking about OJ, and then at the very end of the conversation, the guy is like, "Oh, he's he's been arrested for beating his wife." It's like I could not I could not find a way to talk about that because I was so triggered. But yeah, it's like but why would I'm you bring so that up? Glad first? it was there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. He, we, we think he may have violently murdered his wife. Well, probably shouldn't bring up that he's got a prior about beating her before, you know. And, like, no. how would they already know that? And there, But I yeah, will say a- for the show, like, I'm overall, like, from start to finish, this is because that's the thing about Murphy is, like, he's so over the top. And usually by about the third or fourth episode of whatever show you're watching for that season, he's just gone completely crazy. I think this is one of his few where from beginning to end, it actually kind of worked. I think there's some really good performances in here. Um, is it Courtney B. Vance? Yeah. Um, he, he's really good. Yeah, it's Courtney B. Vance and Sterling K. Sterling Brown. Sterling K. Brown, yeah. Sterling K. It's Brown just the is three. excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Schwimmer's yeah, actually a not that I bad. Think. Uh, this is probably one of Schwimmer's better performances. <laughs> I don't know what that means. but So you guys watched the whole thing from beginning <laughs> to end, and you yeah. both had this interesting perspective that you yeah. shared with me separately as I was going through my writing panic. Um, <laughs> and then as you started to write yourself, you realized that the pilot was a little more muted and that as the show went on, it did get a little wackier it and it might have been easier to find some well, sense there. Once, once they get into like the trial and like, you know, him trying on the glove and... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, uh, Marsha, Marsha having to, you know, change her hairstyle, which actually yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, actually something that happened, uh, which is terrible. But um, that's why, cause I even said when I, uh, we had that sin in there about her nineties uh, perm or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was even like, is this too insensitive? Because she actually mm-hmm. did because of public consensus about how bad they, she got, she got made fun of so much. She changed her hairstyle, which is awful. She actually got out of law completely. Well, yeah, she became a, she's a, a best-selling author. Yeah. Uh, she started she, writing she's uh, like, uh, like crime fiction. And she felt like she let America down and she just wanted to just raise her kids and kind of leave the drama yeah, behind. So seems like a really, really cool person. My, it's, my wife's mm-hmm. a huge fan of hers. Well, was there anything about the show like that we didn't get to sin that you would want to kind of bring up and then maybe we can transition to talk about any specific sins you guys liked from the video? I mean, I think mm. we I think we tackled it pretty well. I, I can't think of anything we really left out. Yeah. I, no, I think... Okay. Okay. I got a beef. I got a beef right now. Do it. Do Schwimmer. It. No, I disagree <laughs> with you about the, the Schwimmer. Okay. Schwimmer is absolutely abhorrent in this show. And maybe that's on purpose. Maybe that's how Robert Kardashian was calling O.J. Juice, 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 Juice over and over and over again. He's not the juice anymore. It's just it was absolutely grating. He's this this puppy dog searching for his owner, and he's he's trying to to get with O.J. and the juice yeah. like as as much as possible. Like it was the worst parts of Ross being a, a hangdog puppy. To, whatever uh in friends <laughs> I will say just as the uh, distilled as a whole, into though, a, there was some stuff later on where he's coming to grips with the fact that his friend might have done it yeah and i just i just remember some stuff like that i thought was pretty good i mean he's, i mean i don't know i just i just remember liking him but like like in the pilot i'm i'm behind you yeah, yeah. um and, yeah, then, and it it's was... not his fault that he has to talk about his daughters i mean that, that's a ridiculous thing that i'm glad we tackled um <laughs> well i don't think he even i mean he mentions it quickly He's but like, then they have the, the funeral thing yeah yeah exactly. that's actually something that apparently he did actually say um uh, he might have but which is just it's but i don't think it a, would have been in that script if it hadn't been for the kardashians yeah. i mean i think that the mo- most ridiculous kardashian part was at the funeral yeah when, when absolutely um <laughs> she turns and she's like girls you know whatever that was like oh my god oh and there's also that is really weird too connie Britton's in that scene she's really bad in this and she's typically really good (laughs) 
It's yeah, probably, I can't tell who's being intentionally bad. I know, just bad, bad. It's probably the '90s makeup doesn't it doesn't help. N- none of '90s makeup helped anybody I mean, look better. Yeah, because then that was Selma Blair playing. Uh, uh, what's Chris right? Chris Kardashian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. And now entering the center stage, it's Barry Chad. <laughs> I can't wait to get you on the floor, good looking. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Excellent. I've never watched this video before. So this really? is my first time. Yeah. It's delightful, isn't it? It was different. Yeah, yeah. This is when, okay, so this is, the album was called The 2020 Experience. And this is after Justin Timberlake did Sexy Back, which was towards the end of the previous decade. But he, he definitely did his more upscale, like sophisticated type of, I've got fuck you money type of thing with yeah. the 2020 experience and uh and and i like it i dig it i dig the vibe i dig the 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 suits and the ties and the and the bourbon and the blunts and whatever the fuck it is but the what he forgot was to put in good music and so the music on this album sucks ass but like the rest of it is fantastic like the the ambiance and the and the dancing and all that stuff like i love justin timberlake i love everything about him except for his music that's um I've said my piece. That's rough, right? Like that's like the worst. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, I, I I I'm cliche when I say that I like his old stuff, but his old stuff was good. That first album Justified had Rock Your Body on it. It had yeah. uh, the Crimea River song on it. It really I think represented, you know, what he had been working on as a member of NSync on his own. Mm-hmm. And then it, I guess he's just it's more style over substance with with his music. Even when he did that song with Chris Stapleton, that Say Something song, which is good in theory, and I love Stapleton's voice. I love Justin Timberlake's voice, but there's no substance to that song whatsoever. It's literally them saying, say something, ironically, saying, say something over and over and over again. Well, I have to say, I mean, maybe thank God, because this is my favorite uh to date my favorite music video uh music video sins that i've watched so maybe like all of that anger like just poured itself into this i i loved almost every single thing that you wrote for this video and i'm not saying that just because you're my boss and you're here i mean it um it was so much fun the whole entire thing was just so much fun i i actually i wrote down so many i'm like okay i just i just need to say it's my favorite and and just be done with it (laughs) because There were so many good ones. My the standout for me, um, I mean, besides you pointing out the, all the things that you've already kind of mentioned with just the extravagance and just showing money everywhere, the slowing down of the music whenever um, he, Jay steps to the mic and just mm-hmm. it was the the whole thing was it was pretty ridiculous. It was just bigger and stranger and crazier and crazier and mm-hmm. um, but all the sins just really were fun. But Jeremy's deliverance of those stepping to the mic sex noises it took me out i i had to stop the video it was so funny i'm telling you guys if you have not watched this one if you for whatever reason skip music video sins or what don't skip this one go watch it it is so i mean just never elite. skip music video sins first off <laughs> how dare you i i asked him to explicitly i asked him to put a little stank on it <laughs> Is that you? That was in your narration notes. Mm-hmm. Put some stank on it. Oh uh, yeah, something like he that. Or, like really be sexy with it. And and <laughs> I thought it was just going to be noises, but he it really sounded like he was trying to make him sexy. He knew it. 
<laughs> and they're like, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, is that Jeremy trying to be sexy in real life? Yeah. <laughs> no, well, it makes it perfect. It makes it, that's the perfect narration. Uh, he, he recently did a read for one of the, uh, one of uh, the ones that we can't talk about cause it's coming out in the future. But when I, when I saw it come down the pipeline, I actually wrote him and said, your delivery on this line killed me. And he's like, I don't remember what I did. Yep. <laughs> so I had to tell him the exact point in the, uh, <laughs> in the video to go to so he could hear himself deliver it. And we had a good laugh. I, I wonder, because he does so much narration, I wonder if moments like this stand out to him, though. Like, I would hope that he would remember this one because it's just so funny. <laughs> if From what not, I understand, there's... Just as you said, there there is so much content that comes. It's it's. I think it's like a uh, like a like a long term memory and short term memory. Like I'm sure there are things that that stick, but a lot of it just kind of gets filtered yeah. through. Yeah. Uh, just because he's on, he's not on autopilot. He's on. No. He's in sin, like blinders, sin guy. Stuff mm-hmm. Yeah. I I I'll probably just take the audio then, and then you know make it a ringtone. And then <laughs> the next time we're hanging out, I'll have someone call me and it'll play and I'll just watch his facial expression and see what happens. Hey. Probably. I have a question for Barrett. That what was the Please Mr. Kennedy outtake? I meant to ask that to you when I was reviewing it. And I forgot. That's literally what I, what I was talking about in the uh, in the opening of the, of the show. It was from Inside Lewin Davis. Oh, that's right. You were talking about that. I just didn't. Because he's in the studio. I forgot I yeah, had that question. The, Justin Timberlake is in the studio yeah. in the video uh, where he's like directing and conducting people, which is, I think, uh, hilarious. But it reminded me of that scene with Timberlake and Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver in, uh, inside oh, of nice. Davis. Uh, and uh, that's such a great scene. These, and I'm coming around on that movie overall. These outtakes are great. Music video send outtakes are always fun anyways because we can actually use music because it doesn't really matter. But uh, but right. I loved the uh, the uh, the man show, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> Which talk about talk about a show that doesn't hold up anymore. Oh my god, fuck no, it, it didn't should, hold it up at the time. No. Um, it was, but you know what? But people that were huge fans of that show, like that, made it very easy to know who to avoid. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice when stuff like that exists sometimes. Yeah, and it's hilarious to see how divergent Kimmel and Corolla have gone with their careers. And I think yeah, they no still kidding. hang out. I think they're still friendly. Yeah. But one is very politically right and one is very politically left. Oh, true story. Uh, yeah. Well, was there anything else from this video that you would like to uh, talk about specifically, whether it's the process of putting it together or a sin itself just kind of jump in and it all see Aaron, he has he has a whole system. I don't have a system. This is like a jumbo. Or a gumbo. Or- it's a jumbo gumbo. <laughs> I meant gumbo, but said jumbo. So we're going to go with It's jumbo like Jif gumbo. and Gif. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, he's not here, so we don't have to have that conversation. The other day when I was trying to say, I was trying to say dysfunctional family, and I said disoriented family. I'm like, well, that's a very different thing. <laughs> but also really similar in the way. That's a family way. that can't remember what day it is. <laughs> Uh, if you guys don't have anything else, we'll jump into our next video. Uh, this one is from the CinemaSins main channel, A Christmas Carol. Um, mm. I, I This was Cher Watkins, so you guys mm-hmm. can just, you know, join together on the stage and share a microphone. Tell everybody about how it was to do the thing. Had you ever seen this, Barrett? <laughs> 
I had seen parts of it. I don't think I had seen the uh, entire thing. I kind of like it. I do too. That was what I was going to say. This yeah? was a this was a nice situation where I got assigned a movie I probably never would have watched just in my regular life. But um, yes, yeah. And and it ended up being something that like I want to show my. I mean, it's a little it's a little creepy and stuff. So I don't know that I would show my daughter currently, but maybe in a couple years. But um, I think I'll watch this again. Jim Carrey's really good. Yeah, like he gives yeah. like a legit performance, even though it's this weird, creepy CG thing. Um, but I still don't think this movie needed to be made. No, no, but, I think it's uh, Zemeckis just yeah. showing off. But since they made it, they did a they did as good a job as they could. Yeah, yeah, that was I kind of my so. take on it. Was I it mean, easy to sin? Oh yeah, yeah, I would <laughs> say so. Yeah, I mean, I would say this is one of the easier ones I've worked on recently. Yeah, I mean, we could have done a. I don't know if we did or not, but uh, we could have done a. This movie exists. Yeah, I think we did a longer version of that, but I mean, oh yeah, because there was one I wrote about um, Muppets and Murrays and and much yeah, we more both and stuff had like that. A very similar sin. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ! You get the Michael Caine. You get yeah. the old uh, uh, the the old. 1950s version. Yeah, and you brought like up that. something I had forgotten about. I can't remember which one it was now. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you've got Scrooge, you've got the Muppets Christmas Carol, you got the Disney, the the Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's it's a good story, but like of all of the Dickens stories, do we really need to keep going back to this well, especially to a very expensive well, to where and it's so weird to me that they they spent all this money on the the mocap or whatever it is, and then they use the same actors for almost all the parts, like Jim Carrey plays three or four different yeah. parts. Gary Oldman plays two or three. Yeah, and it's like, come on, man. Yeah, I was surprised when I looked at the cast. Like every actor had like ten names. They had like like yeah. like five or six or seven character names by them. <laughs> hey, what do you think about uh, Fat Carrie Elways? By the way, yeah, that was interesting. It's <laughs> weird because all of the characters look kind of like themselves. Except like he, for Jim him. Carrey's face looks like his face. Yeah. Gary Oldman looks like him, and then <laughs> Carrie always comes in, and he's this big fat dude. <laughs> and there's really no reason behind it. No, there's no reason for it. Um, I had to look up who that was, and I love him, by the way. Okay. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> it's Prince Wesley. Uh, oh, Prince, yeah, Princess Bride. Of course. And kiss the girls. Course. I'm sure that's where you also. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that. I, like I wonder when with these types of films, I wonder if getting the rights to make it is just really affordable because it's an maybe it's an older like it's in the public piece. domain. Yeah, and Might so be. it's like this is just an easy one to go for because it doesn't cost a lot. I don't know because I yeah. also wonder. Obviously, it's a classic, and so maybe we just redo classics all the time. I'm glad to hear you guys say that it's a good version because I am not incentivized to watch another version of a christmas carol personally mm, yeah. um but if if it's like this is actually done really well then maybe it's one that i'll you know eventually it, go to but you said it was kind of dark and it did look that way i mean obviously it looks dark because you know yeah the, i would say that's a weird thing dark, about it i would say this is not necessarily for adults but it's definitely for older older children like, yeah. i would not show your daughter this no I, no but, but muppets christmas carol i mean I mean, the story itself is is pretty dark, anyways. But there have been versions of it where it's been done a little with a more lighter flair, I guess. With puppets, I mean Muppets. But even that one's pretty dark. 
So yeah, maybe there's, there's, part, well, there's to parts do of it. it. I don't know. Well, there's dark stuff in almost everything that I I like watched True. with Iris. We watched uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer over the weekend, and I'm and Bumble is terrifying. Just gonna say it. The first time you see Bumble through like a two and a half year old's eyes, yeah, she's like, oh my god, she's running over, grabbing my leg, mom, mom, and I'm like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. He 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 turns nice when his teeth are taken out later. Like that's really <laughs> creepy to say to a kid. So <laughs> kids are odd though. My <laughs> daughter, uh, her favorite movie for the longest time was. Was, were, her two favorite movies for the longest time were Coraline and Monster House, which were both pretty creepy, especially Coraline. Um, yeah. Especially for, and she was probably like four or five when she watched it. But uh, Paddington scared the crap out of her. Oh, interesting. <laughs> like she just, something about the bear, just, it was like the cutest thing ever. Uh, <laughs> there was something about the bear, it just terrified her. Maybe it was too alive. I don't, I guess, I don't know. She's fine with it now, but yeah, but at that time, and I'm sitting Aww. there thinking like, you watched Coraline. <laughs> like, <laughs> why is a bear going down the stairs in a bathtub freaking you out? But, you know. Well, were there particular parts of when you were uh, writing the script that were really fun for you or things that kind of stood out as you were watching it? Like, oh, this is this isn't this is easy to grab. Or was there even maybe opposite from that? Something that was harder for you to to send as you wrote this? I murdered this script in an afternoon. You did. Which you sent me never email. happens. Never happens. I I got started on this thing and plowed through it like I, I was a coke fiend at a whorehouse. What? Well, this was a late addition. <laughs> what? This was a this was a late addition to our monthly output, and I yes. believe it was literally the day we found out about it. I get an email from Barrett like three hours later. Hey, I'm done with this. <laughs> just, yeah, just I just for whatever reason, and it's a wonderful time when that happens. Yeah, but when you can just plow through, I did this with Batman versus Superman, and I think Chris did too. Yeah. We we both like send that within eight ten hours or something like that, just straight on. <laughs> and it never happens yeah. like that. You have to take a break for for life and things and family mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, for whatever reason, this one just went. Like nothing. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't think I I don't think I was able to get started on it until the next day. But yeah, it, it it was one that I was able just to kind of go through. It wasn't one that really I, I didn't I didn't even really stop that much. And I don't I don't know what that was about it. But yeah, I mean, the, the story moved along that, very yeah and, you well. Know, it's a short movie too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I don't know for me, and I think I've we've talked about this a little bit before. For me, sometimes I have to watch the movie, and we'll talk about that um, a little bit from Chris's perspective with Endgame mm-hmm. here in a second. But you you kind of have to sit back and watch the movie, and then you can send it easier because mm-hmm. your your brain's not trying to figure out what's going to happen next. You just you already know, and so it's just easier. So I think maybe even with a Christmas Carol, since we're so familiar with the story, you're able to be in. Um, uh, come at it from a different angle. Oh yeah, because like, even if we hadn't seen the movie, we still kind of know what's coming. Right. That's true. Yeah. I think it, that's probably part of it. It's just presented differently. Like I thought it was interesting that they had this candle person, you know, for one of the <laughs> ghosts. Like that was interesting, you know. Yeah, so. that was that was weird, and the, the accent was weird. Everything. Yeah. Was weird. You know, you got to give you got to give Lumiere, you know, some more work. His, <laughs> It's his FaceTime, right? But it, it's so funny because he's like this floating candle and then he has a super realistic face and it was, I don't know. Yeah, that was, was creepy. Like, especially that part where he's like touching, he's like touching uh, Scrooge and he's yeah. just like, just like, I don't remember what it is he says now, but he's just like, you know, he's just like, hold on, it's okay. <laughs> Come with me. Yeah. So when he's trying to get him to fly, um, I loved the, uh, the, we had a Brad Pitt 
the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood reference. Yes. I love that he's out <laughs> driving right now. <laughs> as much as well, I that love was, that movie, it was, I it, totally agree. Oh, God, there was long stretches. That's that's one thing in this movie where you think if it, you know, you're trying to be economic about how long your, your takes yeah. are. But, man, there were some long-ass takes, and I think that's where the, the Brad Pitt thing is. Like, this is, these are longer than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Brad yeah. Pitt even thinks they are. And we don't get to feel that because we're watching, you know, this shortened version of it. But it's interesting that they chose to do that because in animation, if you're going to have like a long pause or like a sweeping camera angle or something like that, and it's it's real people, there's an opportunity for them to kind of emote. Mm-hmm. But with animation, it's really hard to see emotion in animation, even though there's been a lot of progression made in animation. It's still, it still never can take the place of, you know, a human face you know, going through all the ranges of emotions and stuff like that. So it, it almost, I'm sure it would make it seem even longer because it's like, there's not really much going on. <laughs> so, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I just, uh, I also like the hiding under the bushel part. That was just really, oh, yeah. everything Jeremy was, nailed that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a really, really fun one. Any other last thoughts before moving on to the big hitter today? Let's go to end game. All right. I, we're really excited, obviously to talk about this. Um, we, we had some questions come in, uh, about specifically about this one obviously there's lots of comments about this there's just a lot we could really uh unpack about Endgame this is probably since I've joined the team the most anticipated movie that we were going to send since I mean since I've been around was there a movie like Endgame before Endgame that people were like do this do yeah this, Infinity do this. War okay so mm-hmm. has it always been Marvel <laughs> pretty much uh, okay. and especially the big Avengers well uh, you know, Avengers, the first Avengers was one of the first Cinema Sense videos mm-hmm. ever. I think it was the third one. Oh, okay. Um, it was either, it, it goes Amazing Spider-Man, Dark Knight Rises, and then uh, Avengers, or vice versa on those last two. Um, but yeah, no, Infinity War was was right up there too. You know, any of the Marvel properties, there was less so with like Captain Marvel, less so with Black Panther. Um, but uh, yeah, this was, was definitely highly anticipated. Yeah, it was, uh, for me, fun. I'm maybe for you guys annoying to always see. So you're going to do Paddington and not Endgame or whatever we <laughs> release, you know. Um, and it was really fun because when we had Chris on Behind the Sins, he actually told everyone when it was going to be coming out. He specifically said it was going to be before the end of the year and in December. But surprise, it was even earlier than that. Yeah. So uh, because he talked about it in a public way, I was able to sometimes go into the comments and be like, listen to the show and you'll know, you know, and kind of like <laughs> leave little hints here and there. Uh, I even started doing that on Twitter as we got closer and closer to the release mm-hmm. date. So, yeah, uh, Chris set the schedule out and scripts were assigned. And this was Chris and Barrett or as Aaron does it, Atkinson chair. So. Um, <laughs> that totally sounds like Aaron, by the way. Atkinson chair. <laughs> I Hidely wish ho. I could do Aaron's voice. <laughs> Hidely ho, everybody. Um, there was a question on Twitter. There was an assumption that this was an all hands on deck moment. Like everybody jump in and let's you know give opinions, but it wasn't. <laughs> so just peel back the curtains. Oh my was, god! Uh, I think that would have like destroyed Chris's brain. <laughs> well, I don't know that. I think in on the one hand, you would think that it would make it easier because you have a lot of people giving their perspective. Um, which can be really great for a script. And we just talked about OJ. It was really, really good for our script because we had three people's perspectives coming in from different angles that really made that script uh, very, very good. I think 
to date, that's one of my favorite ones, even though it was one of the hardest mm-hmm. ones because at the end 100%. of the day, it was all three of us that came together to really like put something out that I'm really proud about. Um, and you would think that maybe for Avengers it'd be the same, but if you've got six people writing on a script, the combination process process of that would, I don't know, for me, I'm just making an assumption, could be a nightmare. So Yes. Yeah. yeah your, your assumption is correct. Well, uh, <laughs> so I wrote, I think, about 175 for this one, and I oh, think wow. Chris wrote about 150 or something oh, like goodness. that. Oh, my goodness. Both of which are absurd for for us because we we're not really the the high volume guys I don't think, um, and so the the combination process was such that we had to uh, we had to really cut some ones that we really really liked in order to not make it like a thirty five minute video, and mm-hmm. that's why we had the bonus video that came out uh, later yeah. on too, yeah. uh, which I had never seen before. In fact. Uh, when we were working on it, Chris and I were text- texting back and forth, and he threw out the idea, I believe. Mm. And I was like, you know what? This is a good idea. We've got so much stuff yeah. in here. The 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 cutting process. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hyperbolic about this because it's uh, it ultimately just a video about a movie. <clears throat> but uh, it was it was like super super difficult to be like, man, I really want to put that in there, but it just doesn't work in the context mm-hmm. of this. Um, and so we ended up, you know, cutting really, really good stuff, really funny stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was hard both from a numerical standpoint and then from a, uh, context standpoint to, to do this. Comment. Can I ask you a question real quick? You just did. Oh, that's true. Go for a second one. Go for a second is, one. Is Aaron got here? His attention. Did, did Aaron just come into Barrett's body? Um, oh, that sounded weird. Uh, that did sound weird. Um, so <laughs> actually, he did. <laughs> there's a couple. Coincidentally, of, there's a couple of like extra long sins because you guys are you know going through like describing the time travel mm-hmm. aspects like like longer. I mean, we have long sins occasionally, but there's a couple in here that seemed longer than most. Were those actually like even longer and then broken down, or were they pretty no, much? No, we they typically were yeah, and uh, we had to pick and choose which ones of those we wanted mm-hmm. to include because if we didn't qualify some of the statements that we make uh, with like a caveat mm-hmm. or I understand this, but this still doesn't make sense, that kind of thing, the sin, the sin wouldn't make sense. So a lot of those we did keep in full. Uh, every once in a while we, we trimmed mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a sentence or a phrase or something like that. But generally they were, they were as they were written. They were, those are some of my favorites though. Cause I mean, that, you know, just the the time travel in this movie is, I don't know, it's insane. Well, <laughs> I, I had a big problem with the time travel, and I wrote plenty of sense. But I also knew that Chris is a bit of a time travel movie mm-hmm. expert. Uh, like, he, he, he really thinks about the logic behind it. He, he, he will compare, just like they do here, he'll compare things like, you know, Bill and Ted's Excellent mm-hmm. Adventure with with Endgame, with Back to the Future, that kind of thing, with Terminator, all that. So I kind of wanted to leave a lot of that stuff to him. Right. And then we had a lot of discussions back and forth about, does this make sense? Does this make sense? Am I understanding this correctly? Am I understanding this correctly? And we were pretty much on the same page. Uh, and I think anyone who watches the movie and has a problem with it is on the same page as what we are. It was really awesome for me. So, you know, we I reached out to Chris to sort of get his perspective. And, you know, he talked about this is 
you know, fans want you to send it? How do you approach it when it's so anticipated? And he said he did uh, the most research that he's done in a long time. Mm-hmm. And he, he not only read up and looked up and reacquainted himself with all of the previous Marvel movies, but he also read two or three articles on time travel alone. Yeah. Bef- you know, as he was approaching that. So did you do the same thing kind of just to prepare for it? Because so many people are going to have their eyeballs on this and they're so excited about it. Did you yep. do the same kind of thing? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. You can't, you can't half-ass, well, you don't half-ass any of the, the scripts or anything like that, but certainly one that, that swings for the fences with big ideas and stuff like that, uh, that, that so many eyeballs have already seen. Um, you know, we wanted to make sure that our, our shit was tight. Like you, you don't want to make a claim that is easily refutable. Part of the, the appeal of CinemaSins, even before I got involved with them, was that the logic itself should be somewhat unimpeachable, right? Like you can, you can, you can be like, oh, that guy's a nitpicky asshole, but that's the point. Mm-hmm. But the nitpicks themselves are either fact-based or they're couched in a joke or intentionally obtuse. And, you know, that's the, 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 the line that you get. We, a lot of times throw out sins that are otherwise awesome, but they could be argumentative. And yeah. if they are, we can't include that. And especially in something like this, you can't have argumentative sins. I think in this one, I really felt like um, the intellect of the sins was really flexing, mm-hmm. so to speak, because you know, <laughs> because some of the conversation about the quantum realm, you know, there's one about like if you spent five hours in the quantum realm because of relativity, that was five years on Earth, and the da da da, like, and mm-hmm. then there's several. I think Jonathan, to your point too, of kind of just going more into that time travel minutia where you can tell it's not just. People, I'm farting out their perspective, which I think is actually (laughs) a reference to one of the ones I really like because I'm a dork like that. But it's not just that. It's actually sitting down and really trying to think through things. And, um, you know, this is one of the ways that for me as a as a writer kind of looking at that bar that I that I talk about, I get a little nervous because when I watch a movie like this, it's more like, cool, yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, you're not the only one. Well, There's it, a yeah. lot of people that said the same thing. I mean, the movie yeah. in general, it's been a while since I listened to the mini pod you guys did, but you liked it overall, right? At the time, no. Okay. Saw it once the first time, with the, the night that it came out. Loved it. Saw it the very next day with my son, and immediately, like, that time travel stuff and, like, mm-hmm. the logistics and stuff like that kicked in. So by the time we did the mini pod, I think – I had certainly soured a little bit on it. At this point, I really, I don't think I like it at all. <laughs> really? I just, I, I, just I couldn't say not at all. That it's, like, I'm a huge comic book fan and everything, and I read a lot of Marvel comics, but, like, I just, like, I don't know that there's an MCU movie that, like, I hold with super high regard. Like, mm. I like a lot of them, but I don't know that there's one that like would make like my you know top 100, top 250 you know favorite films of all time. Oh yeah, Does that makes yeah, sense. I mean, I I think Iron Man would certainly be up It'd there be for close. me. It'd be close. Yeah, I mean that would probably the first be Avengers. The I think yeah. the thing that I was most excited about, besides just a storyline kind of coming to an end and sort of seeing how they're gonna fold everything together, is just the sheer magnitude of all of these people and these characters that have been building mm-hmm. for like what a decade more yeah yeah um, well right at yeah and in, years. in my lifespan that's never happened I mean, disney doesn't even do that they don't merge all their disney princesses together 
you know. And well, they did like, in you, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh, yeah, they did that. Will you, will you not give them <laughs> ideas, true. Danae? Because you know their, <laughs> their big wigs listen to us, so. It's, I think for me, it was more of a appreciation of the the planning and the dedication Absolutely. of all of the people behind the scenes who have made this culmination, this huge swell. You know, like if you've ever been to an orchestra or something, there's this moment where the it just crescendos into this sound and it's sometimes it's so beautiful and it, it has such a momentum to it and it kind of like it like reverberates through your body and then part of you is like wait is that just a wall of noise is this pretty anymore but you're still just so overcome with it because it's just this gigantic swell it kind of felt like that and i i think barrett that's why i didn't go back for a second watch yeah no really, you did the right thing i re- i respect <laughs> that it it even exists. Like I like for the right. for the people that just love and worship and just are diehard fans of these movies. It didn't like they didn't cop out on them. They yeah. they gave them a big explosive finale to at least this this uh, section of the MCU movies. Um, I'm really curious like... to see how they're going to do moving forward because I've 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 seen a lot of people say that. Um, you know, this was kind of the end of it for them. Like this was this was a great ending point. Right, right. Like get out while you're yeah, while you're yeah. still so ahead. I don't kind know, of but, thing. Um, yeah. So I, I Did totally you guys respect feel... it on that level. But I just yeah, I'm kinda like Barrett. I just I just I just don't think it's for me. Um Um I, w- I was watching the video and I w- there was that part where it's like, you know, towards the end when everyone shows up for the big battle and, you know, narration's like, This is what we're here for and I was just reliving that Mm-hmm. incredible excitement in the theater to finally mm-hmm. be at this big battle. Um, and, and then, of course, they had a whole bunch of stuff to get there. But I wonder, and I wonder if you guys feel the same way, do you feel like they did a good job serving the... Because if you're going to deal with time travel mm-hmm. and all this stuff, you do have to set the stage a bit. And, you know, Chris talked about it in his notes, and I, I wonder, Barrett, if you would agree that he felt like uh, he wanted to kind of comprehend their version of time travel. And so he just kind of, he did something he doesn't normally do, which is he just watched it at mm. the 50 minute mark. He just sat back and he watched it without actively sending it. Uh, he wanted to know if they followed their own rules if, and if they left anything unexplained. And he says time travel is just so hard to do without contradiction, even when they tried to keep it as simple as they did. Um, but I still feel like they had to spend time in the movie to try to explain what they were doing otherwise they would have just rushed through to the big battle and had to do like the multiple endings lord of the rings which you guys allude to too which is awesome (laughs) you know even more so they'd have to do more wrap-up than they would build up and i don't know do you think they could have done it better how i don't know what are your thoughts about that yes they could have axed the time travel altogether there was a million ways that they could have gotten everybody unsnapped and all that stuff like you know there's there's the using the quantum realm you could go in and get those little atomic particles from the stones and all that bullshit like there's just a million 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 different ways that they could have gone about this that are much less convoluted would give you the exact amount of fan service and would pay off in that last avengers assemble thing which i still get chills every time i see it well as yeah. much and I've, I've watched this movie a lot yeah but like I, as soon as caps hammer uh and avengers assemble I'll get chills, man. Yeah. The on your left and all that stuff. Yeah. No, it's it's fantastic. But it's also, I, I think they could have done it in a completely different way, in a million different ways, and actually gotten to that same point in a more focused way. But that's, that's what they decided to do, and God bless them. I mean, they certainly <laughs> were a little bit successful about it, so far be it for me bit. to suggest well, uh, they an alternate 
reality. And they weren't just like making this stuff up either. They weren't like I mean they this was an adaptation of a of a very popular comic book story. <laughs> and they That's and true. they still kind of did their own thing with it, which is fine. I mean, I don't care about, you know, I I don't I don't, I'm not a strict adaptation guy, but like Barrett's just talking about like there were ideas in the story itself they could have used. I mean, there definitely right. is yeah. still time travel in the story, but um I did I did like that you guys suggested, you know, in your in your scripts, you sort of peppered these alternate ending or these alternate ways, like the tiny ant, the uh, Ant-Man getting tiny and then going into Thanos's ear and then getting big again. Like just mm-hmm. just all these interesting ways to sort of see um, uh, how it could have gone in a different direction. So uh, I thought that that was also nice because it was a good combination. And, and uh, Chris talked about this, Barrett, you've talked about this. The pacing of a script is really important. That's something that I really haven't dug my fingers into yet as a team member. I, I'm never really in charge of script combinations. So Jonathan, you, you know the importance of this too. When you're looking at all of this data and, you know, like you said, there was so many sins to consider and there was mm. unprecedented amount of cuts. And so the decision was to make an extra video, which we'll talk a little bit more about here in just a minute. But um, the pacing of it is so important because you want to have like fun, punchy things and you want to still get into the minutia of the show or whatever you're sinning. So I thought you guys did such a good job of handling all of that because it's I mean. I can tell that you really cared about the material and you spent a lot of time um, with it. And I think the fans do yeah. too, because I read a lot of the comments and I think people are really pleased with uh, the work you guys did. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks. It, it is funny. We, you know, with all those things that we peppered, those long sins and uh, the, uh, the time travel stuff, one of the, one of internally like our favorite ones was the, uh, when, uh, uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye are fighting at the top of the cliff and everything, and uh, the sin was sacrificing. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's something that needed to be done mm-hmm. right around that point, like just you know a, a quick punchy one mm-hmm. uh, uh, to kind of break up the the meat. I um... yeah, that was a that was a crazy that was a crazy scene. I was thinking about that on the way into the studio, and. Uh, I, I had forgotten that you called it sacrificing because when I read it, I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> that's exactly I actually have a question for Danae out of curiosity. I really liked that you guys tackled the, uh, what you called, what did you call it? The, the female superhero splash page mm-hmm. or yeah. something like that. What, as a female watching the movie, did you find that scene a little patronizing? It's it's uh, right on the border for mm-hmm. me. I know what they're doing, and I really appreciate mm-hmm. it, even though it's pushing something. Because it is something. cool. It is cool. It, it is cool, and it looks great, and it's really cool to see all of the females that are represented because they've they've been in all the different you know material, and so now to see them all together was kind of like oh cool. Um, and I think we're just so used to seeing the guys all assemble, mm-hmm. and, and then there's usually like one token female, and so to see all of them. It was it was twofold for me. I was genuinely excited. I was genuinely like feeling like, oh my gosh, look, you know, that's me. Mm-hmm. I I'm on I'm on the screen right now, and I think we've talked about this before. It's just so it's so cool to be included, you know, to have some representation of yourself. Um, but when it has that feeling of kind of being pushed down your throat and it's not subtle, it does feel a little like. I wonder if they could have done that differently, but at the same time, how how else would you do it on this massive scale? Mm-hmm. You know, superhero 
like no holds barred just craziness like in my mind when i watched that but this is before i even worked for cinema sins when i was in the theater i was like how did they all get to the same place on the battlefield mm-hmm. yeah exactly and why weren't <laughs> there know? just like a random like why wasn't falcon there or <laughs> right or, or just some somebody person. i mean spider-man i guess what... technically was there but and that's actually yeah that's a really good moment right before that happens where you know she's like you know well hey peter parker you know um i also yeah. like that you guys tackled it was ridiculous to me. Like Captain Marvel could have just flown in there, I feel like, and blasted all of that army. Mm-hmm. And then you guys talked about there's there's that fight with Thanos where Thanos actually is like owning her, and you're like, what is going on? Yep, makes yeah. no sense. I mean, that was a problem too when they stuff. introduced Captain Marvel into it. I remember after the Captain Marvel movie, thinking, I don't know how they're going to put her in there and not do something like this, where they, you know, because I mean. She should have just been able to tackle everyone. Let's jump into some of our specific favorite moments. If you have any that are kind of lingering in your mind after our conversation of just, Mm -hmm. you know, sins that you really enjoyed or anything like that. Um, And then I'm excited to talk a little bit more about Patreon because we we talked a little bit about it. But I want to unpack that for you guys, just in case you don't know. The only other one I had real quick was the uh, the Paul Rudd age sin. (laughs) <laughs> um, and that was a very popular one. I saw a few people uh, tweet that, like tweet that screenshot. No, oh, nice. <laughs> so uh, that, I had was a couple, a, that seemed uh, to be a really popular one. I had a couple too. Um, and this kind of, to, to my point about the little peppering of ideas that you could have had about going mm-hmm. back for more Pim juice and, um, you know, uh, but the fart, the, the other, <laughs> the ones that I liked, I loved that fart joke. I don't know. <laughs> Why I love it so much, but the whole like I use the stone stones to destroy it, and then he's like, I use my farts to cover my farts, but there are still farts left over. So what gives? I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> am I farting wrong? Because I use spray to cover my farts. Oh, it's <laughs> so hilarious. I really loved that a lot. I loved that he did it, for, uh, like that um, Thanos did it for a love of like his boner for death or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just like let's not forget, and that's that humor that you were able to inject in there. That was really exciting. Um, and there was one other thing that I thought would kind of be fun to talk about, um, which is there was this uh, series on Valkyrie. And uh, you talked about um, something to do with like her and hoping that she sort of has a moment. And then you fast forward through the movie <laughs> to these specific places to give substance to that sin. And I thought maybe it'd be kind of fun because I have thought about doing this also and i guess there's kind of times to do it and there's times when it doesn't make a lot of sense but when when i'm writing on a script and there's like you know you you hope there's a payoff and so you kind of feel like there's a sin sort of bubbling and developing and then you watch the entire show or the entire movie what i try to do is find like so for example with valkyrie you kind of fast forwarded to when she's like on the docks or when she's being handed over um, like the rulership or whatever, I would go to that moment and then try to rewind and go, yeah, but here you did this mm-hmm. and this. Mm. So it's kind of fun to turn it on its head and fast forward because we kind of think like in my brain, it's like, oh, you don't do that because you're watching it. You know, we're sitting as we're watching as a feel. But I sort of like breaking that apart and just doing something visually creative and new and different. Um, because like I said, no, normally I try to go to the end and then back up. Right. So I really like that you guys did that. I thought that was done really well because you've got a sin and you, you want to make a point, but this is such a juicy, big script. It, it'll get lost if you put it at the mm-hmm. end. So I thought that was a clever way of kind of bringing that one to life. Yeah, I actually, and when I, when, 
when that was being created, <clears throat> part of it is that I've I've had my head up this movie's ass for a long time. I've seen it just so many times. But I was thinking, I was like, does she have any other moments besides that splash page thing? Besides just like a random, like taking a, a spaceship out or something. She like found that, a van. Is she found? <laughs> well, yes. yeah, kind of. And then uh, and and then being offered the king, the the kingdom of Asgard, which is now like a fucking fishing village. Yeah. Right. Like, like uh, I was like, does she have a moment? And and yeah, I literally like scrolled through, and I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> All right, there's uh, no, no. That's it. Kind of here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of a fun way to serve um, to serve that, and an example of a way that we always try to find new ways of sort of showing you guys um, how we can send something and sort of be creative with it. So, uh, before we go on to keeping tabs and comments and questions, uh, I wanted to just briefly talk a little bit more about Patreon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we have a membership. Here at Cinema Sins, we have even though our content is free, you can listen to podcasts for free. You can obviously watch what we put out on YouTube for for free. You we can, have, <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Um, there are amazing people who have decided to become a member and partner kind of with us, and we do all of that through a site called Patreon, which is something you're probably very familiar with, but essentially uh, you can pay just a few dollars a month and essentially just sort of support the creative team and the creative process. And one of the benefits of doing that is not only getting access to what we release early, that includes a podcast and includes videos. I, I always see comments on YouTube, how did somebody comment on this yesterday if it just posted, mm-hmm. you know, an hour ago? And that's because we have memberships. So um, they get that early. But also a really special thing right now is what Barrett was talking about, which is that there was so much content for Endgame. There were so many sins that there are two versions of this uh, of this video. So you can go to uh, Patreon. You can become a member and you can enjoy it. We've had lots of people joining uh, to go and see it. And we hope you love what you see there and stick around for all the additional fun content. We do hangouts. I don't know. Am I missing anything, guys? Am I missing anything else that we should talk about for Patreon? You get bonus podcasts. Uh, you get uh, some uh, say over uh, uh, polls about mm-hmm. what we should send in, in our different channels and things like that. You also have access to Sin Week, which is coming up in March of next year where we have bonus videos, more bonus videos, mm-hmm. um, and uh, panels and, and live stuff. You can even come and meet us uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. The last one was a super oh, success. And can't wait for, for this one to come up. And that's one of the tiers, too. So there's a lot going on over there. But but you want to go, you, you listener, <laughs> you person with the earbuds in right now, you want to go there to watch the end game <laughs> bonus video i swear to you it's delightful mm-hmm. yeah it's it's really really fun and i think that uh as i was reading chris's notes on just his process of uh putting the idea out for patreon video it's really thrilling for the guys to be able to put something together that's just for members and it's not something that has happened a lot since i've been around um i don't know if it's happened with a video like this does it happen regularly am i missing something uh, no or is with, this like with a big bonus deal? no no with bonus sins this is i think the the first time this has ever happened now gotcha well, that is more about Patreon. Um, if you're interested, please go to patreon.com slash cinemasins. There's also links on all of the social media. And if you have any questions, 
you can always reach out to us. Uh, we are behind the sins pod at gmail.com and we can help direct you wherever you need to go. So, and real quick, thank you guys so much for the members who are already supporting us. We have a large portion of the listeners of behind the sins that are already members. And if you are loving what you're seeing and what you're getting, go tell somebody about it on social media. I've already seen you doing that since the uh, video went up. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. For oh, that. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Any, any, any tweets and stuff that you want to send out about us, we, we love because that only helps. <laughs> Most of them. Huh? <laughs> Most of them. Most of but them. That's true. Most of them. No. Uh, All right. Yeah. And I pushed really hard for a bonus Christmas Carol video, but I didn't. I, I was oh outvoted. God. So <laughs> sorry, guys. Can you imagine? There's like, you know, there's like 10 uh, cents out there that we didn't. <laughs> suddenly, like 50 people are unsubscribing. <laughs> they're not They're like running for the hills. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh, every time I, I talk, wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're. Okay, we're going to try this. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. All right. That's it for the Sunside Scoop. Let's move on to keeping tabs. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Hi. Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. All right. So here we are at Keeping Tabs. Uh, we're also going to be jumping right into the comments section, feedback, your questions, and then beyond the sins in uh, the fastest way possible. Why? Because I'm in charge. All right. Uh, so <laughs> here in Keeping Tabs, though, what we like to do is if we uh, had to do some research while we were on a script something maybe funny or awkward that we had to kind of look into or maybe even just something very interesting we talk about it here in this section so i'll go ahead and start and then we'll go to jonathan and end on barrett does that sound good sure Mm -hmm. okay so i did some research of for uh people versus oj Mm -hmm. and found this is really interesting because you're like researching something that's real and true. So it's not just like the behind the scenes of a show or something like that. It was all like I, I got really interested more in, I guess, not surprising, 
uh, the the real crime of what was going on. And so um, and then I got on this like Robert Shapiro thing because I think I was trying to figure out how uh, Travolta was like what he was drawing from to create <laughs> his expression of Shapiro. <laughs> the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> so I was trying to like find videos of Shapiro and I ended up finding this one video where he was talking about um I don't remember who it was with but it was on some major network and it was it was years later mm-hmm. um he was talking about uh I mean maybe even the last 5 years or something cuz he was quite a lot older uh he was talking about like his takeaway from the case and he was quoted as saying there's moral justice and there's legal justice and when the not guilty verdict was rendered i felt legal justice as but as far as moral justice i haven't discussed it with anyone including my wife mhm interesting and i found interesting. that to be so fascinating he also um was asked if oj when he went back to or he had another court case because he stole back you know he was caught breaking and entering and trying to steal back memorabilia of his own uh, that he had already you know, sold to someone else. Um, he was asked in this interview if he was called to consider OJ as his um, whatever. I can't think of the word right now. Um, uh, to represent him. And oh, his he attorney. Said, yeah. He, he, mm-hmm. They're like, would you, you know, were you called to be OJ's attorney? And he kind of scoffed and he was like, no, I wouldn't have taken OJ's case because he still hasn't paid me for the first one. Oh wow! Yeah. So well, that yeah. Was I mean, he went into all kinds of debt and bankruptcy afterwards, uh, yeah. paying off. In fact, I think I'm talking out of my ass a little bit here, but I think the settlement that he was due on the civil case that he was supposed to pay to the Goldmans, I don't. I think he stiffed them on that too. Yeah, he has, or at least not but- in full. Yeah, from what I read, that's what I read as well, is that whether it's nothing or hardly anything, uh, there really hasn't been any payment. But that was interesting that he still hasn't paid his attorneys, at least at the time of this particular uh, recording that I was watching. That strikes me as something that probably happens more than we know. Well, and also to watch that first one and Mm -hmm. see that he brought in all those doctors and all those people, you know, that was probably out of his own pocket to ensure that he had his own evidence to go from and his own, you know, his own stuff, his own resources. So, you know, he had his own expenses there that obviously weren't, uh, you know, he didn't get back. Uh, and then final thing that I learned about Robert Shapiro is that he founded LegalZoom.com. And I did not know oh, that neat. either. Hmm. So those are the things I looked up for People versus OJ. Jonathan, did you have anything that you wanted to talk uh, about for Keeping Tabs? When we did Christmas Carol, I knew there was something about Zemeckis's company that, and so I didn't, I'm not really using any of this, but I just did some research on, it was uh, Image Movers Digital was the name of the uh, company that produced the movie or made them, that was Zemeckis's company, um, which was just a offshoot of his uh, Image Movers company, which does all of his live action films. And before this, had done three of these similar movies. They did Polar Express, they did Monster House, and they did Beowulf. And all of those were moderately successful. They, they made a decent amount of money. So he decided to create his own animation company called Image Movers Digital. And then he did Christmas Carol, which was budgeted at 175 to 200 million, which is insane to me. Yeah. Oh and uh, it had a box office of 350 million. So, which, I mean, that's not a huge hit, really. Is that worldwide or I think well, uh, it's domestic? just what I got off Wikipedia. Um, that usually includes <clears throat> worldwide too. I think most of it was domestic though. Hmm. Um, 
but um so you paid your bills and that's good <laughs> yeah i mean it's I but mean, you it's didn't a, you know, come out on top i mean that's a moderate success but then they did yeah. um but then they did a movie called mars needs moms <laughs> you remember this oh yeah and zemeckis actually didn't direct it it was um it was uh simon it was uh simon wells was the name of the guy that directed it that was a budget of 150 million and it made 38 so um jesus yeah. So image that was a hundred and fifty million dollar movie. Huh? Mars Needs Moms was hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, because hundred fifty million dollars. Okay. Yes, a hundred and fifty dollars. And what's crazy <laughs> is like I've seen that, and that's like I guess the 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 sixth movie or whatever fifth movie, and it's like the creepiest looking one, <laughs> nice. which is which is interesting. But yeah, let's see. It um I was trying to look and see if that was worldwide real quick, but it's not. Yeah, so it made it made a hundred. Yeah, so it only made a Christmas Carol only made one hundred thirty seven domestic, mm. and then it made one hundred and eighty seven in other territories. So that's how it got its. So mm. it it was not a it was not really a huge hit. I thought I I thought no. I remembered it doing better than that. But uh but yeah, Image Movers Digital is no more because of because of that. Mainly because of Mars Needs Moms. Wow. But and <laughs> I don't even remember that movie. Well, and Zemeckis <laughs> at one point even said he couldn't he couldn't foresee himself ever making a live action movie again. And then I guess he kind of got to where he had to. So <laughs> so then then he made Flight, you know, after that. And then he's made a few since then. Um, mm-hmm. Like The Wall. Oh, I just went and looked up Mars Needs Moms just real quick to kind of, um, I don't remember anything about it. It's interesting because Google users say 72% likes it, but then on IMDb it's 5.4 out of 10 with a 37% mm. Rotten Tomatoes. I, mean, I don't remember a whole lot about it other than Ooh. the mocap was creepy and it was not, I just don't remember, I don't remember it being good. Interesting. But I haven't really oh, thought much wow. about it since I saw it like five or six years ago. <laughs> there you go. <clears throat> Anything interesting that you uh, looked up or kind of got on a little search bunny trail for uh, for your movies and your scripts, Mr. Barrett? Well, so you guys did like like actual like knowledge based things. What what I looked up was spontaneous orgasms cool. because <laughs> no, that, it's I, it's like Aaron it's, never it's, left. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You're so right. It's it's for a script that's upcoming, actually. <laughs> One that I I just oh haha that was that was an unintentional uh, pun right there. Uh, uh, I like how you emphasized it though unintentionally yes. upcoming. <laughs> One that I just literally finished right before we started recording this. Is that also uh, part of the pun that you finished? Oh God, no, sorry. It just keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it does keep going. That's the whole point. Spontaneous <laughs> orgasms is is like you can be walking down the fucking street and then the boom, like all of a sudden there you go. Really? And, uh, yes. Male yes. and female. Male and female. Obviously, uh, it, it it's not always like uh, you know awesome because no. there are certain times in which you don't want to have an orgasm. Um, but uh, saying and if it just occurs spontaneously, then what are you going to do about it, right? Uh, so yeah, there's there's different ones. There's exercise induced orgasms. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something called a birthgasm. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, yes, during, I've heard about that one. I, I researched that one while I was preparing for birth. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I don't have to go any deeper <laughs> than than that. Uh, I but love yeah, making so things awkward for you. you can- <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, you can have uh, like a, you know, when you're conscious, when you're just walking down the street, when you're in like a, an office meeting or something like that. Boom, and there it is. Uh, this is a thing. This is a thing that happens. And oh. uh, yeah, I, I had to look it up to see because I made a. A joke about it, uh, saying that this certain song uh, inspires spontaneous orgasms. I was like, is that actually a thing? And it is. It is. You really don't need men. (laughs) No one. Or women. That's a joke. That's a joke. 
I don't need your pussy, bitch. I'm on my own dick. <laughs> what? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, I was trying to be your backup girl. I that's don't know a, what I was doing That's a Kanye there. line. That's one I of Kanye's uh, classic mm-hmm. raps. <laughs> All right. And now let's go on to the next one because we're just breezing through. This is the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. Uh, we're each going to try to pick uh, comments. Uh, that we saw throughout this week well, in videos, maybe even just personal messages that we've gotten on different threads and respond to those. So uh, if you guys have one, just jump right in. We'll try to get through these. And we've got some really interesting feedback and questions to get to. So I'm excited for that. The, too. the only comment I pulled up just because I thought it was really interesting because I didn't even think about this. But um, on the People versus OJ, somebody pointed out the Cato Kalinson and said that one sin slash joke is the entire reason they uploaded this the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, that was from Intact B. Jorn. And I didn't even think, like, I didn't even think about the fact that we made a Thanksgiving reference. Because, I mean, I don't think <laughs> yeah, that was ever either. the intention. Was that on purpose? No. no it, it, yeah, no, it definitely wasn't. Sometimes I wonder if we do things on purpose like because it's so smart. Like, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> this wasn't even supposed to be the one that, I mean, because, you know, just a little insider, this got switched around because uh, we had another one ready sooner. Um, I guess it still would have come out the same week, but it, it, it wouldn't true. have been the day before. Yeah, because we wouldn't have had, we didn't know for sure. Even if even if we plan on releasing a video, yeah. sometimes our plans are, are completely thwarted, as you guys know. Yeah, so, so that's true. That was mm. just I thought that was interesting, so I, I copied that over. So um, I'm picking a comment from Discord. This one comes from Mumble Me. Uh, I tweeted about it already, but uh, the comment was that they were only in a fifth in to the previous episode and were talking about how they really enjoyed it. But what I wanted to kind of point out and that I think is really great. Uh, She says, I'm listening to three smart people who seem to have opinions that in many ways are quite different from mine, but still, I'm really intrigued by the conversation, and I like getting an opportunity to reevaluate my opinions and views. So I really appreciated that comment. Uh, We love that you kind of feel that way. Uh, When we get to the feedback here in a second, we'll kind of continue that same uh, vibe of just all trying to kind of. Well, I'm I'm sorry we had Barrett on this week, and I hope hope that didn't ruin this person's uh, <laughs> enjoyment. Uh, I'm just kidding. No, in fact, it's really exciting because on the survey, that was one of the most recommended things. Like, oh, we would I'd love to have guests, more guests, mm-hmm. more guests. And so um, we're already kind of doing what people want. So anyways, there that was one go. of the comments that I saw, not particularly about a specific video, but just about what we do in general. Uh, Bear, did you have one? I got two. I got Ooh, two quick go for ones. It. All right, first is, uh, they're both on the suit and tie video because I've got it pulled up right now. <laughs> one is from Maria Patoka. Uh, it says this suit and tie video. It was directed by David Fincher. The audacity of this channel, <laughs> which I appreciate. Yes, I didn't know Fincher absolutely. directed that. And it is, yeah, David Fincher did direct it. Uh, so yeah, no, I agree. We have audacity. We got cajones. Uh, the second one is from Imani Lloyd, and she says you should send some '80s music videos. Now you listen to me, Imani. I would love to send only 80s videos if we did a whole like side channel of just classic music video sins i would be all over that stuff if i could clone myself and and have more time to do it i would fucking kill that stuff so i like your suggestion and i agree with you me too (laughs) oh wow 
See, this is why you leave comments, people. You might inspire some <laughs> crazy new side quest. You never know. Uh, uh, Jonathan, did you have any more comments you wanted to highlight? No, I think that was it. Okay. Uh, the rest of mine kind of came on Twitter. Just people, uh, Danny CG saying you guys are great. And I get twice excited now when I see a video because there's also going to be in-depth conversation about mm-hmm. it. So, Oh, that's nice. Super appreciate your guys' love. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go on to our feedback and questions. So here is a question that kind of came in. We, Because um, I'm in charge this week. <laughs> uh, have I said that yet? Have I have I talked at all about having the power yet? I feel like maybe I should talk about it a little bit more. I don't know. Do you guys think I've... I really want to let yeah, you let's, know let's I'm in the power seat. Let's go into more depth. I'm sorry. What did you say? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Aaron had sent um, notes for us. He, he was like, hey, you know, here's... Mm-hmm. the feedback and here's some cool stuff that you guys could talk about and you about. were just like screw I that s- <laughs> i know <laughs> i sent a message yesterday i was like nope we're doing something different <laughs> um large in part because i started this twitter account and i had some fun questions i wanted to get to them right away so here is a question from morgan on twitter on a scale from one to ten how glad are you that you'll no longer get requests for Endgame? Well, this is a good question for barrett actually so that was a good one to put on for this episode since he worked on it um you know, the the perfect person to ask this is actually Jeremy, because mm-hmm. Jeremy, his Twitter feed is bombarded by this. And I can't imagine how you sift through and actually, well, I guess you, you probably mute some stuff. Uh, but he gets he, he's been getting bombarded with Endgame mm-hmm. requests ever since it came out, which is hilarious. It, like it would be in theaters and like, when are you doing Endgame? Like, yeah, we're going to video it or something like that in the theater like if I oh my god that would be amazing yeah that would be something um but uh yeah so i think he's 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 at a 10 i'm probably somewhere around a five i mean yeah because at some point i mean in one way the fact that people are requesting stuff you know i mean that's good right but yeah at at some Mm -hmm. time it's just like come on man just use common sense like it's in the theater like how are we going to do that um i would say uh, if i don't know about my scale i would say um i'm assuming that people are still going to request it because they just didn't check their feed that's my (laughs) (laughs) they're just so used to just putting it in the comments that they totally missed it it, i mean the next it's going to be like joker or something right um right that would be my guess would be the next one that would get any kind of traction it would be fun to know if there's no way to do this but it'd be really fun to know how many times it's been requested you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like across all the platforms, how many times someone has commented something about it? Do you anything? get like a specific music video <laughs> requested over and over? Mm-hmm. Can you think of I mean, I can't think of any TV show we've got like this. Whenever something new comes out, like, uh, you know, when Lover came out, Taylor Swift's Lover, or like mm-hmm. uh, Camilla Cabello, like Havana and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh, that makes sense. Ooh, Senorita. <laughs> Ooh, la, la. Uh, so, yeah, when those, those come out, in fact, we. Uh, <laughs> One of the uh, uh, requests that we got a bunch was Adele's Hello. Oh, and I yeah, send yeah. Adele's Hello the day that that fucker dropped. And yeah, this is something that's old, so I don't feel bad talking about it. But because of claims, because of copyright, they threatened to like give us a strike and shit like that. Um, after the second time that we posted it, uh, the first time they blocked it, uh, this is, I, I forget the label or whatever it was. Um, and, uh, the, the, the second time we put it up, we thought we had everything, uh, resolved and we got a, like a takedown notice or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So, 
Uh, after that, of course, it was insanely popular. So after that, we got a ton of requests to do hello. And I was like, oh, we've already done it. It's really good. <laughs> but I guess that does make sense because with music videos, unlike movies and even TV shows, you're able to just kind of do something immediately because it's just on yeah. YouTube or whatever. So right. that, I guess that, that is one thing good about the music video side of it. Um, That's interesting. Because even with TV sends, I mean, the day Mandalorian came out. Oh, so this is coming next week, right? Right. <laughs> and it's like, yes, we're working on that's it. that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys don't know this, but in, in between when the videos are posted, we all just sit around and do nothing. So mm-hmm. we have nothing but time. Yeah, we don't have families. Or... So, yeah, no, we don't work, really. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> Uh, next question's from Nick on Twitter. Hey, B-Team, question for the pod. Any plans to discuss the older videos? Every Saturday you re-release an old video, and I thought it would be fun to hear your thoughts on those. So um, I don't have an answer to that. I don't uh, I don't think that's something that we've really sat around and, and brainstormed. No, that actually, I, I don't believe that's ever come up. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with it. Um, well, I think the cool thing is that we're in this interesting kind of post-survey moment where we're going to be sitting down and brainstorming after reading all of the incredible suggestions that you guys have for us and coming up with some potential either new segments or a mini pod because that's a huge request. And so um, that might be something that we can touch yeah, on yeah, that we sure, sort of have. Sure. A, so if you guys are interested in that, um and you're on Twitter, you can go and comment on on Nick's uh, suggestion if you want to find that there. So thank you guys so much for the questions. I think that's a really good idea. Um, although, I agree. I think that'd I be wonder, fun. I wonder if it'd be difficult because since we're in the moment right now, we kind of can remember who wrote on a script. So we would probably have to change maybe even a little bit of how we approached it because I don't know how long it's been since you know, that video was sinned and how, how, uh, how we would find out like the backstories. And so we might have to change a little bit about it, but that's not a problem. What, and we can always just come up with creative What's funny talk. though, is the one that just came out this Saturday was one Barrett and I wrote. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, that's true. Let's talk about Megamind. No. Um, wasn't that <laughs> you right on that? No, I don't think, God. I thought that See, was this me this is why you. it would be hard, guys. This is how, this is yeah. why it would be hard because you'd be like, that, was that me? Maybe, yeah. maybe it was like me. I think I, I thought no, it was me I think I did. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgotten that. I think I edited See? it too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, wow. I think we would have to come up with a fun way to go back in time. Um, so, which we could totally do. Well, and we're just now uh, okay, getting so, to ones that like I've even written on. Cause I mean, you know, uh, you know, Barrett and Chris and Jeremy have been doing this a lot longer than me and Aaron. So, uh, right. I just now started noticing Saturday videos like, Oh, I worked on that. It's, uh, right. So we're from, yeah. yeah. Or then there's ones like Hulk, you know, where you guys did it so long ago and it just sort of, is, oh, yeah. you have to sort of go back, yeah. which is why I, I try to keep notes as I write scripts for this very reason. Mm-hmm. So I can go back and go, Oh yeah, that's what I was thinking in the moment. I, you know, would have totally forgotten. About yeah, I should have. When so. I wrote Megamind like a year and a half ago, I should have thought, I bet I'm going to meet somebody named Danae and uh, we're going to do a podcast together. It's because you're what, what <laughs> at least you remember that you did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't want to end the show on a weird note, but we did get some feedback and I'm going to bravely kind of wade into this particular feedback that we got from the survey. I want to do this for a couple of reasons. One, I want you guys to know that when you have a criticism or a question that could be perceived as criticism, that we're always open to, you know, peeling back the curtain of our own person 
and talking about that. So here's here's what was written in. It says, this is nitpicky, but there are a lot of people that would love to work for you. You are a movie and TV podcast. And hearing Danae say repeatedly how she hates, literally uses that word, movies and TV just sounds ungrateful and sometimes boastful. You should have some interest in the subject matter, but that's me, though I am sure I am not the only one. So I thought this was a nice bit of juice to just, you know, like chomp into here. Mm -hmm. Uh, And kind of hear some feedback too from you guys about how this hits you. But I think I'll kind of set the tone for us a little bit and say, you know what? You're right. I use the word hate and I probably shouldn't use that word. Hate to me is kind of like, I don't know. It's like saying certain, you kind of have a phrase you sort of lean in on. And instead of trying to find maybe the more appropriate word, you just sort of like lean on to a word. And I do say I hate movies a lot. So thank you for pointing that out. I don't want to ever come across as ungrateful. Um, but I, if I have been, I do need to think about that and work on that because this is a job where we're around a lot of movies, but I do want to say that to do this job does not mean I have to love movies like the guys do. And I've struggled with that a lot actually, um, in joining the team because I am not like them. And so I do compare myself to them. And I think part of why I've talked about hating movies is as I'm just personally sharing very openly my process of joining the team, Um, being on behind the sins and jumping onto Sincast and even the Patreon hangout. It's me. You're just watching a new person acclimate to a very different environment. I don't know that that disqualifies me from doing this job. I don't know that it means that I shouldn't work for them because somebody else you know, who loves movies would do a better job. I don't know. Maybe they would. They probably would. There's so many people out there that could very easily nail this. But I can only be me and I can only go from my own perspective. And I can only tell you that I would have already been fired if I was terrible at it. So (laughs) um, I hope that you and others who maybe feel that same way, maybe a little offended about how I've talked about my job. I hope you kind of hear my heart in that, in that it's kind of two parts. One, I don't think that that disqualifies me from doing this, but two, I should be a little bit more careful about maybe some of the words that I use. So I just wanted to kind of say that, and um, Jonathan, Barrett, if you have anything that you want to add, you can jump in, but I just wanted to kind of clear that air a little bit. Well, I'm glad you did uh, from your own perspective, because I can tell that this affects you. Uh, Whoever does have this criticism, particular of of Danae, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Because Danae is great. Uh, we are extremely happy that she's a part of the team. Uh, feel free to, you know, uh, talk amongst yourselves and things like that. But there's no, there's no business with this. Danae is fantastic. If anything, to me, when I've been listening to the Behind the Sense uh, podcast, it's, you know how like in, I'm going to make a movie comparison, like in uh, Inception where Ellen Page's character uh, comes in, and she's the proxy for the audience, right? She's the, the person that needs to be explained to all of these things. Otherwise, right. you're hanging out with pros that all mm-hmm. know the, the rules and the things and stuff like that. If anything, Danae's journey into getting into this world has been awesome because it, it's, it, it, it should have brought you listeners into kind of our process as a proxy. And I think it's been delightful. And Danae's great. 
Everybody, calm down. And calm we all down. Down. We all take our calm we down. all take our jobs very seriously. But just working with Danae and working on scripts with her, she does an insane amount of research, and she does an insane amount of rewatching for each script. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not saying like I don't. I mean, I mean, we all give our hundred percent, but I just I I don't know. It's just it's it's uh it's very. It's very impressive to me the the uh, the the route she takes to get these uh, scripts done. Um, well, I definitely didn't want this to be like a pat my back <laughs> no, moment, <I> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I appreciate your guys' perspective because you know I I've, I definitely have come a long way as an individual. I want to share like the vulnerability of being somebody who personally has felt disqualified for this job. That's and it's it is something that I want to be able to talk mm. about, but I I did not mean to give the impression that um i don't like my like what i do well, so it's just that the medium is is it's difficult for me you know sometimes we do a job that there's just a part of it that's very difficult and for me script writing is one of those things because i don't relate to movies the same way as the guys so i just throw out the word hate but i need to be careful with that. that i think some of that is us just being goofy too some of that is it's a true. lot of that is that's us true. just joking around like we've made jokes about like well that's that's very fitting because you know that's what cinema sends is right um and i do want you guys to, to hear too that and maybe this will be kind of the the thing that kind of takes us out is I, just a real quick story as a little uh, visual mm-hmm. for you i was driving into the studio a couple of days ago and i was going about uh five and a half miles over the speed limit and directly in front of me was this gigantic suv not like one of the cute little sport suvs one of the big 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 ones and i drive this really small toyota yaris and i from what I'm understanding, this person thought that I was riding them, that I was too close, right? And so they got into, I'm going to skip over the details of the story, but suffice it to say, I had to call the police because they were following oh me after this. Goodness. They were very, very angry. It turned into this craziness. So today I'm driving and I'm on the same exact road. I'm in the same exact car. I am the same exact person and I'm driving 10, maybe 12 miles over the speed limit and somebody is behind me riding me wanting me to go 50 miles an hour and they zip around me and they they flip me off because I'm going too slow and my point is is that I'm just the same person and someone's going to have a different opinion about who I am and what I do some people are going to get mad and that I'm going too fast or that I'm going too slow and what I want to do is I just want to kind of give an example of a journey. And so hopefully in the next years, I can look back on this and kind of have even more growth with you guys. And to the person who wrote this, I hope you don't feel that, you know, your your opinion isn't valued. I, I actually really appreciate that that you are bold. There's actually some other bold uh, comments that we're going to get to some of your guys's suggestions about things we shouldn't do on the show anymore. And I think it's really good to talk about that stuff. So um, anyways, thank you for your feedback. Let's go to Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Okay, so this is one more thing we want you guys to know about that's just happening out in pop culture, something that we're watching, something we're doing, something we're saying, something blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> let's start with Barrett. Barrett, what else do you want people to take their eyeballs and go check out? Uh, okay, I've got something that you're, you shouldn't check out, but you may, you may want to, right? Okay. It has that for a tease. Okay, if yes. I were to tell you that there's a movie, a Christmas movie, with Alan Arkin, John Goodman, Ed Helms, Diane Keaton, 
Anthony Mackey, Amanda Seyfried, June Squibb, Marissa Tomei, Olivia Wilde, and Steve Martin. You would want to watch that movie, wouldn't you? What? I have no so idea. What love the Coopers. About. What is this? Love the Coopers. Love the Coopers. Oh. It's an ensemble dramedy uh, from 2015 that is trying to be love actually, and it <gasps> fucking sucks. <laughs> I don't remember so, this. Was this in the theater? I, I know. <laughs> I know it. It. I forgot that it came out too. And I watched this whole thing with my wife the other day, and I'm like, "This should be good. This should be fine." There's actually a scene with Anthony Mackie, Falcon, and and Marissa Tomei, Aunt May, and I was like, "Whoa, worlds are converging." It fucking sucks. So oh, if you find no. yourself like drawn to this this movie that looks like it could be good, it's not. So oh, no. So it's more Christmas with the cranks than than but love. But there's actually. a puppy in it. How, how I love me dog? some Christmas. With oh, Clint sorry, Clint that was a bad. I don't think I've ever actually watched it. <laughs> I'm just making assumptions. How was the dog in the movie, though? That's the most important thing. He is. Uh, he is voiced by Steve Martin. Oh. And you, uh, oh, you no, quite really? like. You enjoy like silly Christmas movies, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like Jingle All the Way. Yeah. I like Christmas with the Cranks. I love okay, Christmas so- Vacation. So I went to Google and just searched the Love the Coopers images. And I'm looking at like maybe the cover or whatever, where it's all of them standing together and they're wrapped in a bow around the front. And I <laughs> zoomed into the dog at the bottom and I'm just looking at everyone's feet and the way that they've photoshopped this whole crew together, they literally have somebody floating about six inches above the air. And <laughs> nice. I don't know. I don't know whose leg it belongs to, but somebody is literally floating and they didn't, they didn't try to elongate their leg with Photoshop and put their foot on the ground. They just added the drop shadow and literally left six inches of space. Nice. Nice. That, that's, that's, that's the level of detail that was put into this movie. <laughs> no. Awesome. Well, that's a good wreck warn right? No, it's a warn. Run. We had a run away. on our own show. Aww. That's right. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Um, so I checked out the first three episodes of the M. Night Shyamalan Presents a show on Apple Plus called Servant dropped mm-hmm. on, I believe, Thanksgiving, actually. And I watched them over the weekend, and um, it's pretty great. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I, I know people are going to be mad because they're going to be like, I don't want to subscribe to something else. And you don't have to, but um, I'm just telling you it's really good. Um, this is stuff from the trailer, so this is what I'll talk about because I don't want to give too much away. But uh, Lauren Ambrose and uh, from Six Feet Under and... And I uh, can't hardly wait. Is she in that? I don't know. She's in Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. And uh, Toby Kebbell, who uh, was um, uh, Koba in the Planet of the Apes movies. And he was he was most yep. recently actually in the Black Mirror episode that mm-hmm. we send. Um, they hire a nanny played by Nell Tiger Free, who I've, I've never seen anything before, but she's very good, uh, to care for their child. So this is like how the show opens. And then you find, then you see the child and you find out the child is like a doll. And what you, what mm. you find out is it's like this kind of some version of like, I can't remember what uh, Toby Kebble calls it, but it's basically like a self-help child. Um, something tragic happened to their baby and the Lauren Ambrose character cannot deal with it essentially. Like she's not willing, she doesn't, she's basically like in so much shock, she's forgotten that anything even happened. So this is apparently some kind of like a therapy doll, basically. Um, and then so that's how it opens. That's most of what you see in the in the in the first episode. And um, then it just gets bonkers. 
Um, but good bonkers. Yeah. Um, and so I don't, and there's really not a whole lot else I want to say about it because you just, you just got to watch it. Um, I kind of think I know where it's going. At least I kind of think I know like the, the subgenre of horror thriller territory it's going in, but, but, but who knows, but it's like, it's, but it's like, it's like creepy, like in the really good way, like, you know, in a, in a, in a good way. And it's uh, it's, it's a really cool mystery so far. Rupert Grint, um, who as as far mm-hmm. from Ron Ron Weasley as he possibly could be, uh, plays mm. Lauren Ambrose's brother in this, and he's that's really interesting. Uh, but yeah, no, it's really good. The episodes are only thirty minutes, which is nice. It's kind of like The Mandalorian. Um, they're choosing to do like these shorter episodes, which I kind of dig. I do feel like, at least in the last episode, I feel like they kind of had to cut it a little shorter than maybe they would have if they were, you know, if it was a little longer. Um, but there's mm. still like seven episodes left, but, um, cause they're going to start releasing them weekly after this, like they're doing with all their other programs. But, um, so far I'm really, really digging it. So, um, cool. if that sounds interesting to you, sign up for the service or wait like seven weeks and then you can just sign up for the free month and watch all of them or however you choose to do those <laughs> things. However <clears throat> you want to work the system. That's so perfect. Like ginger casting. Between Rupert Grant and uh, and uh, Lauren yeah, no Ambrose, kidding, right? They, I mean, they, if you told me that they were brother and sister in real life, I'd probably believe you. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know where um, she's from, but yeah, other than the nationality, maybe that uh, that would probably work. Mm-hmm. Is he playing a Brit? Or no, is he no, he's a, got. Um, um, actually, I'm trying to think of where they're located. He's got a Polish accent. Toby Kebble has a. <laughs> I believe he still has a British accent, but uh, no, they're as far as I know, they're supposed to be American. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. Um, mine is twofold. Just a super quick uh, Wikipedia. At the time we're recording this, it's um, uh, what is what is it after Black Friday? It's something Monday. Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday. And so I was on Wikipedia during the recording of this show and reminded um, again that. They depend on people donating monies. And so they're doing another kind of push to try to make sure that they get to stay independent and stay ad free. So just a reminder to people, if you would like to donate to Wikipedia, go for it. But my actual one to recommend today is another Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Um, (laughs) I have been continued to have people like message me, try this one out, try this one. There's so many podcasts out there. And uh, another one has come to the front as a favorite. I'm uh, listening to all of their backlog. It's called D and D and D, D and D and D. And so it's Dungeons and Dragons and dinner. And so, um, but what I like about this one is what I like about all of the ones. So probably a little bit of a broken record, but for those of you who listen to podcasts based on my suggestion, especially for Dungeons and Dragons, this is going to be right on point, which is... um, a really great editing job where you're not just listening to friends sit around and talk for four hours. Uh, they, the editing keeps it on point. It keeps the story front and center. Uh, it keeps the dice rolling and the addition to a minimum. So you don't have to sit there and listen to people play a game and the minutia of that. But also they're all mic'd really well. So you can hear all of them really well. Uh, and you can tell that the dungeon master is doing a really good job. He has a plan, and that's always really nice when your dungeon master has a plan. So again, it's called D and D and D. I highly recommend it. Uh, if you are triggered by cussing, you're in the wrong place. But this one does have cussing, <laughs> just so you know. Um, I started listening. I think about two weeks ago. Uh, started back in June of 2018, 
and I am now through August of 2018. So nice. um, it's it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. I think they do a great job, and I'm excited to kind of share that with you. So that is my Beyond the Sins. That's awesome. And that will do it for this week. Um, Yay! I did not beat the recording record uh, for today. We recorded in a normal amount of time, and that's totally yeah. fine because you love listening to our show no matter its length. And we really appreciate that. Uh, Barrett, how can people connect with you? You can go to Cinema Sins on YouTube. You can go to Music Video Sins on YouTube. You can go to at Music Video Sins uh, at, on uh, Twitter. Uh, our podcast, Sincast, that occasionally folk, uh, uh, features uh, Danae and frequently features Jonathan, especially with these mini pods mm-hmm. recently. That's been a lot of fun. Yep. Yeah, I was going to say, Jonathan, did you have anything you wanted to well, plug? Well, I just week? wanted to plug, um, we just did, speaking of mini pods, uh, Chris and I did a Frozen 2 mini pod, which was recorded with a very special guest, my eight year old daughter, Mackenzie. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I don't think, I'm just, it was, it's really interesting editing your daughter, by the way. Um, but uh, I don't know. Just really excited about that one. That should be dropping. It might have already, it hopefully will have already dropped when this airs, but, um, if not, it will be out very soon. So I, I hope people, uh, give a listen to that. And, uh, I know that will make my daughter very, very happy. So, and she's awesome. Yeah. Um, I will just plug once again, our new BTS Twitter handle at CinemaSins BTS. You can find us there. I, again, have no idea what I'm doing on Twitter. I am trying to follow back every single person that's followed us so far. We're at 207 followers, which is nice. pretty fun. Nice. So um, I hope that I'm having fun there. I hope you guys think I'm having fun. I, I, it's really actually hilarious to me because, you you know, I did go back and forth with my own personal account and had a pretend argument on Twitter, <laughs> and someone didn't realize that I was in charge of them both and said that maybe the person in charge of Twitter was either, like, really funny or like an asshole <laughs> so, well, I, mean, so. I mean they, they did try to start a beef between me and Aaron so uh, yeah yes <laughs> I my goal is to make this Twitter something kind of like a Wendy's right because we all love Wendy's Twitter so mm. um Anyhow, that will do it for this week. If you guys have any questions or comments or feedback or whatever, you can email us. Our email right now is a Gmail email. It's behindthesinspod at gmail.com. And that'll do it for this week. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to behindthesinspod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Yes, that's Danae. I didn't get very much sleep last night. This may be the worst show ever. (laughs) But we're going to have a good time, hopefully. Okay, I'm going to call you right now. I'm going to push this button. It's going to work. I'm going to push the button and it's going to work. I'm going to push the button and it's going to work. I'm going to push the button and it's going to work. That's your new ringtone. Hey, what's up? Is it is it wrong that I sort of hope that I'm sick forever because this like deep voice is just it's my favorite? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't somebody actually say that you sounded sexy I, or something? Like I think somebody I do, tweeted though. that. Like I, I'm not saying I didn't sound sexy before. Like maybe I should actually find the script for Behind the Sins. Like maybe m- maybe that's a good idea. Aaron and Aaron trusted me to lead the show today and i don't i don't even know i don't even know 
Oh my god. You know, people probably think I just <clears throat> I didn't even realize I was making that sound. No, what I was doing, uh, Jonathan, you've seen Inside Lewin Davis, right? Uh, it's been a minute, but yeah. There's this wonderful scene uh, with Oscar Isaac, Justin Timberlake, and Adam Driver, where uh, they're, they're doing this song. And the songs in this movie are really, really good. And they're recording this song, and it's, it's like, please, Mr. Kennedy, I don't want to go to outer space. And Adam Driver is like the sound effects guy. So like they're talking... Justin Timberlake and Oscar Isaac are talk, talking about the song, and Adam Driver's in the corner just going like, shoot. Anyway, it's funny. Goldberg! <laughs> Did you see the woman jump in a bush at the Auburn game? What? <laughs> I think a lot of people spirit? jumped in the bush. Yeah, I saw, I saw that. It's really funny because like Auburn wins the game against Alabama, so everybody's like jumping onto the field, and there's oh, these bushes okay. like, like in between the field, like a bush barrier. And every, <laughs> this one woman just doesn't clear it. Oh, no. no there were, the there were several people that didn't like, clear it. There's this shot of her just like looking up out of the bush. Like she's like, like somebody help me. Like, <gasps> no. All right. So many inappropriate things funny. that I want to say. Huh? <laughs> oh, about Bush? Yeah. About Bush. Well, yes, about the band Bush. That's right. Uh, that's right. Gavin Rossdale. Yeah. Well, this is the place to do it, you know. Stone. You have free reign. Alanis Morissette is doing a new album. That's Yay! awesome. I love me some Alanis. I love. I've I seen actually. I've seen her in concert quite a few times, like four or five times. I've never seen her. I'd love to though. She's definitely one of my favorites. So all this talk about Bush reminds me of a funny story before we get started on the show. Um. So when when I was writing on the Alita Battle Angel. And I wrote that uh, little quip about Jennifer and her legendary bush. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I was writing that script and I was like writing this joke and I was at my parents' house when I was doing it. Uh, I had a, a, the video up on my laptop and, you know, I'm putting all this t together and my dad comes in and he's just like, you know, um, he sees the <laughs> he sees the video up on the TV screen and he tries to help me by pointing things out like consistency issues or whatever and you know <laughs> he he likes to be proud of me and then and also like encourage me to think about ways to send things and it's really adorable so he, he'll like point something out and be like oh look you know that door is open and maybe it was closed in the previous scene you could write something about that <laughs> which is just it's so sweet nice but while he's doing that i'm writing a dirty joke about this girl's bush. <laughs> yep. That's uh, that's where the flute joke comes from, too. I know that. See? I know some things Just that are important. Time. For joining us today on the show. You're um, welcome. We Thank you have... for having me. This is wonderful. <laughs> this is a great show. I love this show. I listen to it every week. Oh, cool. Um, if you have one other thing that you want to throw out for Beyond the Sins before you go, go ahead and do it now. Here's Beyond the Sins. No. All right. So, hold on. Uh, you, you... I was I, I forgot that we had Beyond the Sin, so I just kind of <laughs> flipped it around. Well, that does it for today's show. Let's reflect, shall we? Knocked it out of the park. Let's just be honest, everybody. I mean, like, whoa. I was so scared. <laughs>
you know, whenever I'm in charge of things, I try to like make sure that the show is moving. And I, I kind of kept like joking about like pushing and whipping everybody forward. But here's why I'm supposed to be somewhere in 15 minutes and I'm still in the studio. Now, where I'm going to go is super, super important. I have a massage scheduled. This is really important for my mental health. It's important for my body. But what am I doing? I'm spending my time having a little post-show moment with you. My friends on the internet. I'd like to hang out with you. Okay, well, that was awkward. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park